0: Hey everybody, it's the Fantasy Football Freak here, Thursday, August 9th, week one of the preseason, unless you count the Ravens and Bears Hall of Fame game, which was, let's be honest, a little hard to watch. Other than Lamar Jackson, there wasn't a whole lot of exciting storylines going into that. We knew that most of the first units were not going to be used, Um, but tonight we see lots of first units and lots of new faces and new players joining these clubs and... It's really cool to see where our projections line up and who runs out there with the first teams. Um, There's a few teams tonight that did not have their first units out there. They might have had their O-lines out there or a tight end, but a few teams um, didn't have their skill players out there. I'll let you know about that in a little bit later. But um, Our storylines tonight, rookie running backs. How will guys perform? How will Saquon look out there on the field? Will he look like he did in college? Ronald Jones, Darius Geis, Kalen Bilodeau, and Nick Chubb. I was really interested in to see all those guys and how they uh, how they look. Um, another storyline is in Cleveland is uh, Tyrod and Mayfield. Um, who's going to look better out there tonight? They both look pretty good. Um, but first, we have to start with. Really what everybody's most excited about, which is Saquon. How did he look? Well, it didn't take long. Very first run. He gets the ball. Very patient. He cuts up field. Just for, you know, a 39-yard gain. Very first run in the NFL. Um, He finished with five carries for 43 yards. He looked really good. Um, You know, those other four carries weren't amazing, but you can see the angles that he's looking at, and he's just a different patient type of runner. I I compare him to a David Johnson mixed with a little bit of Le'Veon Bell. Um, he's got that explosion that David Johnson has, but he has that little you know how Le'Veon hops around back there, and he's real patient. He'll put a hand on the back of his guard or his tackle, and just find the hole, find the crease, and put his foot down, and just really. You know, get upfield. Um, so Saquon looked good. Uh, New York, they have improved their offensive line. Will Hernandez, their draft pick, um, he just looks like a beast. He reminds me of uh, Taylor Lewan. He's all tatted up and he's just a mean guy. You can tell, I mean, there there's reports throughout the offseason that he got in all sorts of fights and training camp. And while that doesn't sound good, that's exactly what I want out of my. You know, out of out of my young offensive linemen, uh, is aggression. Um, next storyline, which I prefaced was the Browns. I think they look pretty good, um, serviceable. Not amazing, but not 0 and 16. They're they're gonna win a game or two this year. Um, that is, unless they just give Nick Chubb the ball, because Nick Chubb was awful. I'll talk about that later, but. Uh, let's start with the quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor was 5-for-5, five five, 99 yards and a touchdown. Um, Mayfield looked good as well. He played much longer. But both quarterbacks threw a touchdown to David Njoku. Njoku finished with two catches for two touchdowns. So, you know, he's going really, really late in best, balls, uh, best ball leagues right now and uh, mock drafts. He's going really late, undrafted to most. So maybe stash Najoku on your bench, and if he becomes there. Uh, target down there in the red zone then you got a really really good value out of that um, receiver wise Josh Gordon's still not in the building we're just gonna wait and see with that um, reports are that he just doesn't want all the cameras of hard knocks around um, and it he feels like it's gonna impede his progress towards sobriety and just he's trying to keep it on the straight and narrow you know he's he's also a vet. He might just he might just try and you know skip camp. But um, right now there's reports that Dez Bryant will come and interview with the team um, as a backup to Gordon, but also maybe as a third receiver. I see Landry being the best receiver on that team. Gordon, while he has the most potential out of pretty much anybody in the NFL, to be honest. Um, He's just... uh, He's not all there mentally all the time. But I wish him the best. And I hope he's out there on the field. Because he's a great fantasy football player. He's a great football player in general. So um, Jarvis Landry looked good. Um, But other than that, not a whole lot to go on. Um, Let's move on to the Bengals. Status quo here in the backfield. Mixon and Bernard share carries. So frustrating to Joe Mixon... Owners and people who have a lot of shares of Joe Mixon because uh, he has the potential to be a Le'Veon Bell type, but if he's not going to get the opportunity and they're going to give Bernard as many, you know, as many carries as he's getting, it's just a waste of talent in my opinion. Um, I mean, Bernard is a good PPR guy if you want to draft him late. Uh, AJ Green, Andy Dalton, that connection looks good as always. Wasn't a whole lot more than that on my notes. So let's move on to the Bears. They did not play any of their uh, top receivers or backs. Trubisky played a series or two, I believe, but not much to go on there. So let's move on. The Buccaneers. um, Ronald Jones, I was really, really looking forward to seeing him. And he did not look good, you guys. Eight carries for nine yards. Um, Peyton Barber looked better he came out with the first team I just don't like Ronald Jones is going late in best ball and mock drafts right now but uh, you guys I, he just doesn't look great I let's give it another week um, he's getting a lot of opportunity to you know, put up one yard per carry That's that's not good um, on the tight end front, Cameron Brate looked good. He got a lot of targets. Jameis Winston, by the way, although he is on a four-game suspension, he does get a play in the preseason, and he looked good. So did Ryan Fitzpatrick. But let's move on from there. Um, the Miami Dolphins' story right here is: Is Tannehill's knee gonna hold up? Uh, does he look the same when he's dropping? Um, is he, you know, is he playing footsie back there and? Uh, getting scared in the pocket. Didn't look like it. He looked fine. The story here is Kalen Balazs. He looked good. He looks like the best running back there. Uh, Gore did not hit the field, but Drake did, and Drake is slated to be the starter, and Kalen Balazs looked a lot better. He's a big back, runs up high, but uh, he he looks like he may be the starter, so keep an eye out in Miami. Kalen may maybe. He's going undrafted in most drafts right now or very late might be a steal Uh, the Houston Texans Lamar Miller looks like he's got the job there Deshaun Watson I think he came in for a couple plays they know what they have there he looks healthy Alfred Blue came in looked awful Um, didn't get he he got way more carries than Miller and just didn't look good at all receiving wise their tight end His name escapes me right now, but with C.J. Fedorowicz gone, retiring from concussions, um, they had a tight end there with two catches and two touchdowns, much like David Njoku in Cleveland. So keep an eye on the tight end situation in, in Houston. They might have something there. Moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes, the reports with him were that he was just throwing picks like crazy and that he wasn't looking good at all. Um, he was making bad decisions. He didn't throw any picks tonight, so he looked better. But they did not start uh, really any of their guys other than Travis Kelsey. I'm really excited to see how Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins work in that offense. They're both burners, and with with uh, Pat Mahomes' arm, uh, it could be there could be some long bomb touchdowns. And I'm really Excited to see who emerges as the number one receiver there in Kansas City. I think Kareem Hunt got one carry tonight. Um, It's going to be interesting to see where him and Spencer were. Where their total carries um, are going to be divvied up. I really hope that Kareem Hunt gets more. But you never know in the Andy Reid offenses. Let's move on to the Steelers. Wasn't a whole lot to watch. Uh, They had a couple... Running backs have a serviceable game. Uh, James Conner had a good game. Fitzgerald Touzant had a pretty good game, but nothing to really turn your head. Le'Veon Bell's the guy there, but Juju did turn your head. Landry Jones throws up this bomb. Juju comes down and gets it, 71-yard touchdown. That's the explosiveness that Juju brings to fantasy football. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, I see him very, very high in best ball and mock drafts right now, so high that I don't really want to reach for him right now because of Antonio Brown really gets so, so much of the the share there in that offense. But Juju, if his ADP drops a little bit, I think that he will he will be good. Uh, let's. See. All the backs in Philadelphia tonight looked good. Ajayi, Clement, Sproles, they all look good. Um, not much other news to go along with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, other than uh, Dallas Godere, their their tight end that they picked up in the draft. Four receptions, 66 yards, and a touchdown. That's not bad, but uh, Zach Ertz. In play so that's his role I think that says a lot more about Zach Ertz than it does about Dallas Godert. but keep an eye on that situation in Philadelphia because they tend to use two tight ends a la Trey Burton last year um, okay let's go to the Buffalo Bills kind of a quarterback conundrum here Nathan Peterman started the game looked good 9 for 10 However, his one incompletion was an interception, which if you remember last year when they benched Tyrod Taylor and put in Peterman, I think he threw five picks in the first half. So that's still an issue with him. But then McCarron came in next. AJ McCarron, he looked good. Um, And Josh Allen came in last. And out of the three, Josh Allen did look the worst. Um, I think he had nine incompletions. He did rush a little bit, which... It's good to see where those other guys don't rush at all. Um, Chris Ivory, he, I think he got one carry for a negative one yards. He's the one. He's the guy there to replace Lashawn McCoy if this whole domestic violence situation turns out the way it did with Ezekiel Elliott, where it really just hobbles him throughout throughout the year. Um, I don't see a whole lot of value in Chris Ivory. Although I do see value in Kelvin Benjamin, he looked good. He was targeted a lot, four catches, fifty-nine yards, and a score. Weird thing at the beginning of the game, Cam Newton went up to shake his hand. They've been there's been news that um, really Benjamin put out there that he would have had a much better first couple years if he had anybody other than Cam Newton. Kind of weird shade to throw at your former quarterback. So Cam goes up to him, puts his hand out there to to shake his hand. And you see Benjamin, uh, it's kind of a blurry footage, but he kind of shakes his head and Cam's just kind of left hanging. And Cam kind of gets up in his face like, come on, man, be professional. Um, And so there's definitely bad blood there. But Benjamin looks like he's the he's the sole guy there in that Bills offense. They just drafted for, or they did not draft. They uh, traded for Corey Coleman out of Cleveland. Um, so I think he'll be the number two. But I don't know about a whole lot of fantasy relevance. Um, let's talk about the the Panthers. It looks like Christian McCaffrey and C.J. Anderson will split carries. This is uh, kind of rough to hear. A lot of Chris McCaffrey owners and people with lots of shares with him thought that this year he would break out. But I really see C.J. Anderson as just an upgrade from Jonathan Stewart last year. Chris McCaffrey is more of a finesse guy. And Cam and Ron Rivera like to run a power offense. And that really fits C.J. Anderson. I think both players will have some fantasy relevance. Uh, rookie DJ Moore looked pretty good. Four catches for 75 yards. So look for, uh, other than Greg Olson and maybe Christian McCaffrey, look for DJ Moore to be camp, one of Cam's top targets. Um, moving on to Dallas. Michael Gallup looked great. Uh, you heard a little rumblings in the offseason that it's really coming down to a th- a three-horse race between in, in Dallas with the receivers. They said Alan Hearns was a starter and Cole Beasley in the slot. And then this rookie, Michael Gallup. Um, but tonight it Gallup looks, he looks like he may emerge as the number one. So keep an eye out in best ball leagues, draft him late just as a flyer. He could end up being the number one there in Dallas. And then, uh, San Francisco, this game's still going on by the way, Dallas and San Francisco, uh, George Kittle looks like he's out for the rest of the game, but he looked like he was being targeted pretty heavily by Jimmy G, which was the case when Jimmy G came over last year from the trade from New England. So look for that. Um, Jarek McKinnon did not have a good night. I'm of the school of thought. I believe Jarek McKinnon will do good this year, but he's barely cracking my top 10 running backs. I don't know, guys. I think they're going to throw a lot in San Francisco. I think they're going to be behind a lot. I don't expect them to be this world-beater that they were at the end of last year. I think they caught a lot of teams by surprise. Um, But that's all the notes that I have for tonight from these games. Uh, Keep a lookout for my next podcast, guys. I like to keep things really short. Um, I like to pack a lot of information in here. I'm not going to bug you with a lot of advertisements. I just like to give knowledge, fantasy knowledge, that's important. I know you guys are busy. Um, I have another job as well. This is just a passion for me. If you have any questions, go to my Instagram, hit me up at the Fantasy Football Freak, and uh, keep listening and um, send me your questions, and I'll try to get them answered. Uh, next, next episode, we are gonna unveil my rankings so uh, stay tuned i'm out hey fantasy freaks this is your leader christian michael today is saturday august 11th my last post was uh, only covering about half of the preseason games this week in week one of the preseason so this post is intended to cover the rest Uh, let's start with some breaking news Uh, let's cover these injuries guys this is always hard to see every year in in the preseason Um, it's hard to see just anybody on the bubble get an injury and not be able to make the team but it's really hard to see these guys that you might have already drafted in best ball um, or you already have shares of them in in some other form of league Um, it's hard to see them go down so the most important news is the Washington running back Darius Geis had a nasty um, fall in the Patriots game and it was reported by me first the entire day early before anybody else but he tore his knee up, ACL he's out for the season really rough for a lot of people who have shares of Geis in best ball because he was actually going pretty high Um, but he's out for the year so look to that Washington backfield for the man who's going to replace him. It's going to be the same situation, guys, as last year. It looks like it's going to be a share between Samaje Pirine and Rob Kelly. Chris Thompson already has that solidified third down back roll. Uh, he already has pretty high value um, just because when he gets the ball, he makes things happen, but I look for Samaje Pirine to be the the guy who's going to uh, take that role that Geis was expected to fill. Bad news. But anyway, um, let's go to the next one. This is not as important, but still hard to hear. Colts receiver Dion Kane tore his ACL in their preseason game. Kane was looking like he might challenge Brian um, Grant for that second receiver spot. He was showing some explosiveness. You know, he comes from that Clemson tree of receivers that has produced Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Williams, all sorts of talent. He was the next one in line, and it looks like we're going to have to wait another year to see him. But uh, those other than Vernon Hargraves, the corner for Tampa Bay uh, being out for the year, um, that's not really fantasy relevant, but I just wanted to kind of cover the spread on preseason injuries. Um So anyway, let's talk about the Colts and the Seahawks game. To the surprise of many people, the Seahawks running back situation looks like it's going to go to Chris Carson. Um, Word from all the beat reporters and Pete Carroll and people around the situation, they said that Carson is miles ahead of everyone else. And this is really hard to hear if you have shares of Rashad Penny. Um, He just doesn't look as impressive. And, you know, those playbooks are rough to get a grasp of. And Carson has, you know, he has an entire year or two ahead of the rest of those guys. Um, Nothing really else other than uh, Vanette, the tight end, who looks like he's going to replace Jimmy Graham in that pass-catching role at the tight end position for Seattle. Um, As far as the Colts, Andrew Luck is finally throwing a football. He went out there, he looked confident. He looked um, healthy, which is most important. It's really good news for the NFL in general, but fantasy football. um, I I see Colts um, being an okay team this year. I don't think they'll be great, but Andrew Luck being out there makes both him and T.Y. Hilton's draft stock go way up. Um, next, let's cover the Redskins and Pats game. I already prefaced the guy situation. Um, not much to cover on that. Alex Smith did not play in this game. Patriots-wise, Tom Brady didn't play. Edelman didn't play. Um, And just some of the backs. Gosh, guys, this situation in New New England is pretty much the same it is every year. It's a shuffle around of a bunch of guys, and you never know who is going to, you know, wow Bill Belichick and who's going to be in that spot. If I had to bet, I'd put my money on James White. You know he's not going to be the first and second down guy, but he will get the majority of the third down work and some of the red zone work and most of the passing uh, but it looked like Jeremy Hill and Mike Gillisley were battling for that second running back spot I still project Rex Burkhead even though it's not the sexy pick sexy Rexy um, he looks like he's due to be that back we don't know about Sony Michelle we know that he's hampered a little bit you know, they spent high draft capital on this guy, and Belichick is not the type to draft a running back. So keep an eye out for that. Hopefully, by the start of the season, Sony Michelle will be locked and loaded and be that Patriots go-to guy. But don't count on it. I like to stay as far away from Patriots players as I can there's one spot on that field that I think uh, could be of value, which would be Chris Hogan with Amendola out for four games and, you know, them losing um, Amendola, uh, Edelman I just don't see any other guy that's going to get that workload so I, I see Chris Hogan in that spot But other than that, Gronkowski and Brady are really your only options right now. Oh, let's see. Let's go to the Titans and the Packers. So, the Titans went out on their first drive of this game. Looked real good. Mariota looked good. Derrick Henry looked good. And even Deion Lewis looked good. I was uh, anticipating to see some Corey Davis, but no targets there. Um, I think that Delaney Walker is locked and loaded in that situation. But Derrick Henry looked good. I think that him and Deion Lewis are are, going to be ranked real close to each other at the end of the year. But Derrick Henry, he looks better than he did last year, so that's a positive there. Um, Other than that, let's see. The Packers, oh man. So Aaron Rodgers didn't play, and it looked like uh, Jamal Williams actually got the majority of carries along with Ty Montgomery. I believe that Aaron Jones is actually the most competent, the most talented running back on that roster. However, he is out the first, I believe, four games. Let me double-check that. Four games for uh, PED suspension. So I think he will assume starting role when he gets back from that suspension. However, it looks like Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery are going to battle for that first spot, so keep an eye out. Um, News earlier in the week, Aaron Rodgers, gosh, guys, he was really hard on his receivers. He said, I believe the word was piss poor uh, of effort and just overall talent. In his receiving core, so it's rough to hear, guys. But that's the kind of leader that Rogers is. He's always been kind of a dick, and he um, he really expects to, you know, for his guys to be in the right places. I mean, the fact that he says that, and there's guys like Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb who have been on that team for a while, that's got to be rough to hear if you're those guys. But there was one. Guy in that game that looked really good and big and fast. And let me get my notes here real quick. Let me let me get this right. His uh, he's got a hyphenated last name. It's Valdez Scaling. This guy went out there. He's six five. He kind of he kind of looks like Mike Williams, but he put up a nice stat line: five catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. He looks like a red zone threat, and he looked like he was kind of responding to A-Rod's displeasure. So, look out for him there. That might be a deep sleeper that you can use. Um, So, those were the Friday games. Uh, Let's move on to the Saturday games. Uh, The Raiders and the Lions were tonight. They looked... uh, The Lions rolled out LeGarrette Blount as their starter so I don't even know what to think about that guys but you know Matt Patricia coming over from New England he's very familiar with Blunt, and that might be the kind of smash mouth football he wants to run however the guy that we all uh, are looking forward to on Johnson he had a great stat line guy went out there did what he needed to do 7 carries, 34 yards looked pretty good, the Auburn running back um, went from a deep 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 sleeper to now you know it's kind of a consensus among the experts that you know this guy's talented and he should probably assume that role but don't sleep on blunt, he's going very late in best ball and mock drafts right now so don't sleep on blunt, maybe scoop him up now might be the right time to get him he ran with the ones. He had five carries for 21 yards. Um, let's see. Oh, the Raiders. Marshawn Lynch looked great. He looked fast. Um, there was this play that was called back. Uh, I think it was about a 30 or a 40-yard touchdown. And he's just burning these corners. So that's the kind of speed that I have not seen out of Marshawn before. But it's good news. And uh, Doug Martin got one carry, so... Not much to see there. Really uh, anticipating that being Lynch's backfield, along with maybe Jalen Richard or Washington being the third down guy. Um, And then the highlight of the night, Vikings and Broncos, guys. This was exciting. Not for Denver fans. Holy cow. So Case Keenum runs out there with the ones, And Devontae Booker, they paid a lot of money for Case Keenum. And they went three and out twice. Didn't, I mean, I think they gained four yards total. Devontae Booker didn't look good. Um, I think they completed one pass to Demarius Thomas. He looked good, as he always does. He's very consistent. He's really the only guy that I'm focused on in this offense. Uh, Royce Freeman got a chance to be out there with the ones. But, hey, when it's three and out... How much can you really show? So I look for that backfield to um, shake its way out. But I think Royce Freeman will ultimately be the guy there. But I did not like what I saw chemistry-wise from the Broncos. Um, They looked awful, guys. But uh, Case Keenum, he's got to go back to work and um, try to put something together. Because Elway did not spend that kind of money for... Uh, you know, it. what it reminded me of, guys, was when Keenum was with the Rams. Just not good. Not not in, anything impressive at all. However, the Vikings looked great with Kirk Cousins. Uh, Dalvin Cookton didn't, didn't even dress down. And Latavius Murray went out there and looked like a world beater. Looked like, three or four years ago, Latavius Murray. Um highlight of this game guys was Stefan Diggs looked like a complete beast i don't know if adam thielen is going to thrive in this offense but it is clear to me that in the offseason kirk cousins and stefan diggs got a lot of chemistry going because there was there was a couple of throws that were just on the money these guys are on the same page i went back to my rankings and i shot stefan digs way up my rankings and I put Adam Thielen down a little bit I think they will both have a good year but I think that digs could end up cracking a top five receiver role there so anyways guys that's it um for for me um I guess there is a game going on right now it's Chargers and Cardinals Melvin Gordon and and, uh, David Johnson both look like they got off to a good start and then were benched pretty quickly because they don't need to see much there. But look out for David Johnson, guys. He's right there. He could easily get that 1,000 rushing yards, 1,000 receiving yards that he's been looking for all these years. And that would translate to running back one overall. So don't sleep on David Johnson. He's being drafted in the third or fourth position right now. And he could easily be... Far and away the best fantasy um, option, and in the entire NFL. So let's wrap it up, guys. My next episode, I want to cover um, some more news and notes, but I want to go through my rankings. Uh, these are a lot different from the experts. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not just going to give you Todd Gurley as number one and Antonio Brown as number one. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to follow suit with this, guys. People do not repeat the way, that, the way that these experts think that they're going to. Nobody has repeated a running back one season since Priest Holmes, guys. And he, that guy, he might be a grandpa by now. So don't expect Todd Gurley to repeat the season he had last year. I look for Ezekiel Elliott or David Johnson to be the top guy there. And I have De- DeAndre Hopkins as my number one receiver, but that's just a little preview, guys. Um, I'll get to you here in the next couple days. Thanks for listening. Um, follow me on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Freak, and see you next time.